Welcome to Cartridge Geeky, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, everything in between. Today we're going to be catching up everything um, from both last week as well as this week uh, from the studios of scientists to spend the cushions of SAG AFRA <laughs> to the box office results for the Taylor Swift uh, Eras Tour movie and so much more. Also, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Combo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email of anything with this episode or one of our previous episodes, our um, emails at conversationwithtwogeeks at gmail.com. And also, we do have a Patreon that we'd love for you guys to check out. It's a great way to support the show. It's mm-hmm. at Conversation with Two Geeks. Mm-hmm. And also, make sure to uh, check out our back catalog on Spotify, our podcast, Google Podcasts, or podcast to listen to. So, we're catching up from last week. Um, Jamie, was, you, you were a bit under the weather. Yeah, I was not. I had no voice last week, guys, so it wouldn't have worked. Or I had, like, my voice was just terrible. It was not a big, good recording. It, yeah. I sounded horrible. Yeah, which is fair. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. So, sorry for the missed show last week, but we are back. We'll get caught up mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Also, um, this upcoming week, uh, I got I got a certain film festival I'm going to which mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. I will be attending AFI Fest on the 25th, 28th, and 29th. Nice. So if you're in the Los Angeles area and you're going to that, feel free to hit me up and hit me up on Twitter and stuff. And you know, we'll, see, we'll see if we can catch lunch or something because I'm seeing a lot of movies next week. Oh, God, I'm going to be fucking busy next week. Sounds good. Just, oh, Lord. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to our first topic, the one I internally screamed about because I'm kind of getting pissed off with this shit. <sighs> Via THR, last Wednesday, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AM goddamn PTP, declared that negotiations with SAG-AFRA are suspended with them releasing a statement saying, negotiations between AMTPT and SAG-AFRA have been suspended after SAG-AFRA presented its most recent proposal on November 11th. After meaningful conversations, it's clear that the gap between AMTPP and SAG-AFRA is too great and conversations are no longer moving in a positive direction. But SAG-AFRA shot back with a statement saying that the studios were the ones that walked away and that studios intentionally misrepresented to the press the cost of the above proposal, over saying it by 60%. They have done the same with AI, claiming uh, to protect performer consent, but also to continue to demand consent on the first day of employment for use of a performer's digital replica for our entire cinematic universe or any franchise, franchise project. They also added the companies are using the same failed strategy they tried to inflict on the WGA, putting out misleading information in an attempt to fool our members into abating our solidarity and putting pressure on our negotiators. But just like with the right, but just like the writers, our members are smarter than that and will not be fooled. And as a result of this, this according to existing from THR, a new regency is willing to release of Jack Nichols awards hopeful to bike riders due to the ongoing actor strike and the prohibition on talent doing any promotional press. The drama starring Jeremy Comer, Austin Butler, and Tom Hardy have been set to open in theaters on December 1st after making several stops on the fall festival circuit. 
including opening the uh, Telluride Film Festival over Labor Day weekend. It is also it is the first movie to depart the December 1st through 3rd weekend since Beyonce's just announced concert from Renaissance and was set on for December 1st, with the main reason being that New Regency believes that the film has the best chance of success with access to talent based on the feedback from the screens. And in a last second update, this happened like literally like right about as we were recording. Um, and a lot of it, excuse me, from Deadline, Terrence Republicans said that Marvel Studios' Deadpool 3 won't be making it May 3rd, start of the summer theatrical release date next year. Even if the strike were to end in the next few weeks, a 2024 restart on the half-inch Deadpool 3 would not get the Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman threequel to a May opening date, as there would be too much to do in reassembling the crew. As well for what happens out, it's likely Captain America, Brave New World, gets one back up to May, with Deadpool 3 potentially going to November. <laughs> Yeah. Just pay your fucking people! Apparently it's a difficult thing to do. Apparently. Viewers, I am literally like, just... Uh, Jamie, can you describe what I'm doing right now? He's... <laughs> pulling his hair in frustration. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a, this is just stupid. Like, the strike could be over by now. The strike yes. could have been over a long time ago. But... They just, this is exhausting. And hopefully it gets done soon. And now it's messing even more stuff up. I know we all had high hopes when the WGA got their deal done, mm-hmm. which is which is still huge. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But, my God, like, I thought we all thought that maybe the actors one would get done pretty quickly. But it looks like that's not the case because they're playing playing with the actors now, which is just stupid. Yeah, and from what I'm able to gather, at least from the picket line, I haven't been on the picket lines recently, but like, at least from what I'm able to gather, because of the writers are now like nearly back to work and stuff, um, the actors, which are, like, apparently picket line turnout is starting to become decreasing mm-hmm. and stuff. Because the like, writers have to go back to work. The writers have yeah. to go back to work, and then actors, like, there's some actors that like literally have to take second jobs because of this whole stuff. Yeah. And I also heard that some A-listers are trying to help, but it's just a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Yeah, they're trying to. Like, they said that they would pay them off, but essentially, like, very noble of you guys. We appreciate that, but... It causes more problems. Well, it doesn't cause more problems, but Laver, how about you take that money and relocate it to the emergency community fund, to the picket line? Like, mm-hmm. Give it to where it's actually needed, as opposed to just paying the studios off. Because still, like, giving, like, these massive fucking studios like just um essentially a bailout yep and that's the last thing they fucking need because like i'm i'm sick of this shit it's exhausting it really is Mm -hmm. and we all just want it to be done all we want just want it to be done we want to be done we want our actors to be paid paid Mm -hmm. and compensated fairly and with fair wages and just (laughs) <laughs> yep it's just exhausting you know and i say this I, as a oh, sorry you go first it's just stupid that's what it is it's just stupid because i don't know it's just ridiculous and it should be over by now and like look i know that the studios need money to make movies i understand mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but they got themselves into this mess and you know because they did it when streaming stuff took over they didn't they went full steam ahead and stuff and they kind of just tried to overcompensate and now they're trying to fix it because they're not making as much money off of streaming Mm -hmm. because of like 
it's just ridiculous. It's the whole mess. Yeah, it really, you know? it really is. And I, I say this as well for pre WGA writer as well as just, you know, someone that consumes all this stuff. It's just like I am getting sick of this shit. Just mm-hmm. pay, just pay your fucking people. For real, it's it, it would cost you less money to pay your people than it is to like deal with this mess. Yeah, and just you know. Really would, but it, it really would. It really would to be perfectly honest. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to our next one, which I actually kind of connects to actually surprisingly enough, the Deadpool story. Mm-hmm. Um but in an extra day written by Broder's Kit of THR, in late September, Marvel quietly let go of head writers Chris Ord and Matt Comer, um Matt Corman, and also released the directors for the remainder of the season season for uh Daredevil Born Again. As part of a significant creative reboot of the series, following a review of the footage already shot in which head honcho Kevin Feige and several of the executives assessed that that it wasn't working. As for what was shown, reportedly Corman and or crafted a legal procedure that did not re- resemble the Netflix version, version known for its action and violence. Cox of the image show up until the fourth episode. Marvel, after greenlighting the concept, found itself needing to rethink the original intention of the show. The studio does plan on keeping some scenes and episodes, though other serialized elements will be injected with Corman and Orr between the producers of the two-season series, while the studio looks for new writers and directors. However, the Daredevil Born Again revamp is a large part of a larger restructuring for Marvel Studios regarding how it approaches television, as Marvel series have recently faced a number of creative challenges and cries of diminishing returns from, from critics and audience metrics, causing a major shift at the studio to make more TV sh- TV shows the traditional way. Originally, the company eschewed uh, the traditional TV making model, shooting an entire 150 million, million plus seasons of TV on the fly, depending on film executives and showrunners, to run the series as well as relying on post production and reshoots to fix uh, what was to fix what wasn't working. Prime examples of this happening include Moon um, Knight and Sheet Hole, where show creator and head writers uh, Jeremy Slater and Jessica Gao either quit and left or were sidelined with them being replaced by their directors, Muhammad Dab da- and Kate Kira, respectively. But in the case of She-Hole, to be known, uh, Gao was brought back to oversee post-production, a typical showrunner duty, but this is very rare when it comes to Marvel, um, to shows produced by Marvel Studios. However, one major prime example was Secret Invasion, where despite having a straightforward and non-competent production, by June of 2022, production had become debilitated as fractions became entrenched and leaders by free supremacy. As Marvel was forced to send dispatch, was forced to dispatch um, Jonathan Schwartz, a senior executive and member of Marvel's creative steering committee, known as the Parliament. Uh, this is the this is the folks that um, include like Lee Moore, Tran Tran, uh, and I think a couple others. The name. Um, the names are somewhat something, but this is part of the group that Nate Moore and others are in. Um, to get Secret Invasion back on track as when it was falling behind schedule and on the verge of losing the mattress because of other commitments. By early September, a good portion of the invasion team have been replaced with new line producers, unit production managers, and assistant directors. And Thomas Bazooka, uh, who was supposed to direct three episodes, left the show because of the new scheduling conflicts. The Marvel executive overseeing the show, Chris Gray, was reassigned, and according to sources, is expected to Bart Marvel when his contract is up at the end of the year. Now, moving forward, Marvel is making concrete changes on, on how it produces, on how it makes television, as it now plans to hire showrunners where they will write pilots and show pilots. Additionally, the studio also plans on having full-time TV execs rather than 
house exec straddle between both television and film. All this stems from Gal's production, post-production work on She-Hulk, which helped Marvel see that it would be helpful to have a creative through line from start to finish. Also, Marvel wants to create shows that ran, run several seasons where characters can take their time to develop a relationship with the audience rather than fe- feeling, feeling as if there was a setup for a big crossover event. With some of the uh, next upcoming, sh- a few upcoming shows like E, ah, just as sh- such as Echo and Wonder Man, though there are rumors with the latter one that that might actually been canceled. It's not one hundred percent confirmed. Um, will be a lot more personal. Um, and a statement from Brad Windenbaum, the Marvel's head of streaming and television animation, we're trying to mar- marry the Marvel culture with traditional television culture. It comes down to the comes down to how can we tell stories in television that honors what's so great about Thrust Show? And regarding some of the new changes, he had this to say, regarding the hiring showrunners, it's a term that we not only grew, grown comfortable with, but learned to to embrace. And in regards to hiring TV executives, um, we need executives that are dedicated to the medium that are going to be focused on street, I mean, focused on television, says Wendenbaum, because there are two different forms. Finally, in regards to creating shows for audiences to connect to, Wendenbaum says he wants people to watch the shows because they love the characters. It should work, he says, beyond the fact that it ties into other projects or if they're going to be in a movie or if it's setting up an Avengers film. So it looks like there's a massive overhaul with television on Marvel on the Marvel Studios front, which honestly, I, I'm going to say this right now. I actually been okay with a lot of the Marvel shows, but I will say, especially after Secret Invasion, which was probably my least favorite out of the Marvel mm-hmm. Studios TV line, Mm-hmm. I do think a revamp is necessary, and judging from how Daredevil Born Again was going, I mm-hmm. also could see why they are revamping. And I'm actually glad, especially in a post-WGA strike world, that they are like, okay, we actually need to do this properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy that they're going to be like, okay, we're going to get showrunners, we're going to do pilots, we're going to do Bibles, we're actually going to commit to doing a TV, to actually making goddamn television. Mm-hmm. As opposed 100%. To, yeah. And getting people to just focus on the TV side. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I know that we live in a very, like, multitask, like, everybody has their hands in a hundred different pots kind of mm-hmm. world now. But there's just something about being able to focus on one thing and being able to just keep an eye on that thing and mm-hmm. not have a you mind going 100 million hours mm-hmm. um miles per hour so i think it's gonna be good like doing it deal fashion getting a show runner having a show bible have a thing where you have all of your information for your show in one spot mm-hmm. you have your main guy and then you have executives who help mm-hmm. all around you know mm-hmm. it makes sense and yeah. and i do agree because secret evasion should have been a huge, huge thing in the Marvel yeah. world. Yeah. But it did not, the show that they put out did not do that. Yeah, yeah, no. And like, even just as like a solo Nick Fury show, like mm-hmm. it even kind of fell like that. So like, I'm, mm-hmm. and so like, I'm I'm all in favor for this. And look, this is coming from someone that, yeah, no. And like, I because like one of my favorites, honestly, was this Marvel. I really enjoyed that show. But I do wish it had a lot more episodes. Yeah, because the thing with 
TV, it's some, you have, the thing is, we're so, I don't know how to describe it, but like, you have, you can have time with TV, you can build up to stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like, can spend time with the characters, have character development, have build up of plots and stuff and like have an overarching story if it's done well and it can be done well mm -hmm. especially it can be um that's why tv is so cool mm -hmm. and different than movies i mm -hmm. love movies as much as the next person that's why i'm doing this but you have such more of a limited time with movies but with tv shows mm -hmm. you have more time if you pace it properly if you plot it out right you know mm -hmm. you can really nail it and so it's just one of those things that hopefully this helps and i think it's a, definitely a good thing yeah mm -hmm. no i 1000 agree i'm like just allowing the breathing room it to just mm -hmm. really help again it's with something huge. Like, yeah again with something like for example miss marvel i really enjoyed that show mm -hmm. but i do wish it had some time to breathe yeah like i and i enjoyed miss marvel too um and you're right, if we would have been able to have more time for breathing room in that movie, and that show, I mean, like, they had the characters, they had all the characters set, but I still feel like I barely scratched the surface. And, like, I'm not, it felt like just, like, a truncated, longer movie. Yeah. You know? In a way. Yeah, and yeah. so, it's just, like... Mm -hmm. We'll see. Like, honestly, like, Miss Marvel, I think was well like the Hawkeye show did it pretty well and I think the WandaVision are some of the better ones to be honest and, with you and season one of Loki and yeah and Loki too so mm -hmm. like there's yeah we'll just see what happens but I think it's smart and I think you know it's definitely a much needed and I think like having somebody who's just being able to focus on the TV side of things is going to be helpful and who understands mm -hmm. streaming and regular TV and and stuff like that and should be fine. Yeah, and it seems like and also there's this new book that just got released called The Reign of the MCU that's been giving a lot of release and that's been getting a lot of buzz and stuff and it seems like Kevin Feige more of a movie guy which yeah. which makes way too much, which considering he went to USC and he studied under uh, Laura Shore Donner who by the way, was um, Richard Donner's um, wife, who mm. kind of ran the X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. um, it, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. I imagine that this is probably new Uncharted territory. And... Yeah, no, no. I... The thing is that there, there's different mediums. Um, mm -hmm. There's certain plots and certain stories that work better in a movie. Mm -hmm. There's certain plots and stories that work better in a TV show. Mm -hmm. You know? it. There... Not every story is built for every single mm -hmm. medium, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think hopefully with this, being able, they'll be able to tell really good, concise, like just solid TV stories, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving on to our next topic. And now we get into the stuff that happened this week. All that mm -hmm. happened last week. Um, we got an official chair for Invincible Season 2, Broken Boy! <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do that. Anyway, <laughs> synopsis reads, uh, after an earth-shattering betrayal, Mark fights to rebuild his life. In the face of apocalypse, 
Fred's he discovers new allies and wrestles with his gray spear that he might become his father. Based on the comment by Robert Kirkman, the voice, the star, blah, the show stars the voices of Stephen Young, uh, and, uh, Sandra O, oh, Jillian Jacobs, Stazzy Beats, Walton Goggins, Jason Mazadukis, uh, Russ McCorning, uh, apologies in this pronunciation, uh, Carrie, uh, Kari Payton, Zachary Quinto, Andrew Rennells, Kevin Michael Richardson, Seth Rogen, and J.K. Simmons, among others. The second season is set to start airing with the first four episodes on November 3rd. I'm so pumped for this. I have been waiting. Yeah. I have been waiting two good goddamn years for this. And has it been that long? It really has been. That's wild. I feel like it just the first season just came out not that long ago. No, like That's the wild. first. I I remember when the first season came out and like it was. It, oh God! No, sorry. I'm 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 remembering the subway scene. Oh. Uh, that yeah. That subway scene. Goddamn, that was brutal. And yeah. this is coming from someone that read the comics and stuff, and like, and like, I'm I'm very excited to see where they go with the second season, and like, I'm just, uh, just, just give it to me now. I feel you. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. All right, moving on to our next topic, we got an official trailer for Scott Pilgrim takes off. Uh, the synopsis reads: Scott Pilgrim meets the girl with dream, Ramona Flowers, but learns he must defeat seven evil exes in order to date her. Then things even get more complicated. Uh, based on the graphic novels by Brian Lee O'Malley, who will be co-writing the series alongside Ben David Grabensky, and executive produced by Edgar Wright, who directed the 2010 live-action adaptation, the series starts the voices of Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winston, Kieran Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Johnny Simmons, Mark Weber, um, Ellen Wong, Satya uh, Babaya, uh, Chris Evans, Brandon Roofs, Jason Schwartzer, and Mae Whitman. The series is set to drop on November 17th. I am over the moon excited for this. Um, I love the fact that this trailer had a remix of the Mortal Kombat theme, mm-hmm. which is just like... Which I think just also fits perfectly to the video game aesthetic and stuff, and the animation looks beautiful. And yes. I just, I and as if, and also as someone that like the twenty ten movies are one of my favorite movies. Um, I, 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 and also as someone that's also read the graphic novels, which are a bit different from the movies, especially given that they were kind of being made at the same time, like it wasn't always finished and stuff, and. Mm-hmm. And there are some major differences. I am really curious about the changes and stuff. And I do have a feeling this is going to be definitely a longer bit. And we're definitely going to have a bit more time with the actors and stuff. Which, by the way, the, the fucking voice cast of everyone. And they still are just... Just chef's kids. Chef's kids. But yeah, no, I'm really excited for this. And I cannot wait for this to come out. Mm-hmm. So, It'll be fun. It looks cool. I love the trailer. I think it's yeah. going to be fun. Oh yeah. Anyway, moving on to our second to last topic, and something that I'll actually be seeing at AFI Fest. Uh, we got an official trade for American Fiction. Synopsis reads: Based on the book Erasure by Percival Everett, American Fiction is Core Jefferson's hilarious material debut, which confronts our culture's obsession with reducing people to outrageous stereotypes. Uh, Jeffrey Rice stars as Monk, a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment properly profiting from black entertainment that relies on tired and offensive tropes. To prove his point, Monk uses a pen name to write an outlandish black book of his own, a book that will propel him to the heart of his of hypocrisy and the madness he claims to disdain. Written directed by Jefferson, the film star is right. 
Tracy Ellis Ross, Issa Rae, John Ortiz, Adam Brody, and Sterling K. Brown. The film is set for release in select theaters on December 15th with the film expanding wide, nationwide, actually, on December 22nd. So I am really pumped for this movie. This movie, it's kind of actually really fucking funny. And mm-hmm. I, I, I just, every time I see the trailer, I'm just like, everything that the main character is going through is something I either thought about or I'm just like, Oh, I was just like, oh my god, what the fuck! Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm really excited for this. Also, the writer for this, by the way, um, also wrote on the Good Place. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, he wrote on the Good Place. He wrote on Watchmen, and he also wrote on a Masters of None. So, nice. so yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to this. And also, I will be seeing it at five That's very very cool. Very mm-hmm. very cool. Yep, yep, yep. I'm seeing. I'm really excited, but yeah. Also, I know someone that's actually seeing it, I think, tomorrow, actually. Oh, fun. Very so, cool. so, yeah. Anyway, moving on to our last topic of the day. <laughs> you ready? Mm-hmm. Or rather, are you ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> According to Variety, Taylor Swift's uh, The Eras Tour concert film officially opened to 92.8 million in North America and 30.7 million internationally, bringing its first weekend tally to a massive 123.5 million globally. Despite a tiny bit below Sunday's estimates of 95 to 97 million domestically, it is the second biggest October debut of all time, t- trailing only only behind uh, 2019's Joker with 96 million. So. It's I don't even know what to say. But the video, the TikToks that I've seen coming out from the concert for the, the film is hilarious, and I, I die every time. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are pretty funny. Yeah. I'm... It's just crazy. She's this, the tour in general is going to make her so much money, but then adding on whatever percentage of the cut she gets from the film, she's going to make so much money off of this freaking tour. It's insane. Insane. I it's, just I don't I don't even know what to say anymore, dude. I really don't. Yeah. In 1989, her version isn't even out yet. That comes out next week. Are you serious? I'm the 27th. Whenever the 27th is, which is close. Yeah, next week. So. Yeah. If you're a Swifty, I feel very sorry because you're. This is just going to be such a big thing. I feel like people are going to look back at this time and be like, who is this Taylor Swift person? Yeah. Also, um, I don't want to share too much very long because I don't want to get from my friend, but like, my friend did not have a good experience. At the tour? Mm, working. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I won't get into I'm it. Sorry. I, I want to be respectful to his privacy and stuff, but like, uh... If there's, a, if there's a reason why I'm potentially boycotting this thing and not going out to see it, it's because of that. Oh, I, I'm probably not going to see it in theaters, honestly. Mm. Like, I'm going to wait till... It's going to come on streaming, guys, so... And just how much discourse there was over about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, like, it's just insane. Yeah. Like, you just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel very bad for the workers who had to work that weekend. Like your friend, just sucks. I feel yeah. you. I feel them. 
Yeah, I really want to give him a big hug. It's uh, I know. It's, like, it's I, not fun. I customer service is a whole different game. It's a whole different yeah. animal, guys. It really it as someone that also works customer service. Yeah, it does. It is, and it's it's a nightmare. And it really is. And it's just... <laughs> Oh, yeah. God, but congratulations, Hillary made another almost over hundred, like almost hundred million dollars, <laughs> over hundred million or whatever. It's me. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I had to. You know what's funny is I. <clears throat> it took me a minute, but she's only playing it on the weekends. Did you notice this? I think I heard something about this. Yeah, Thursday yeah. through Sunday. Yeah, because she is um, not doing it on the weekdays, like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that because she knows that she has a lot of younger followers, and mm-hmm. so she's doing it so the kids don't skip school to go and see the movie. See, I was thinking it was it was mainly because Kills of the Flower Moon, which I'm actually seeing less than an hour. Um, she was allowing other movies to like take up the space. I don't know. I that's what I heard. I don't know if that's hundred percent sure, but I saw some article about it and I thought that was hilarious. That but, that is that is pretty goddamn funny. Otherwise they probably would have yeah. had it for like three hours. It also probably I was planning on seeing it on the weekday because I figured there's not gonna be people, but there's no showing. So I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, that's that's you know, it's all it's all good. You know, it's just you know, if you want to become a Swifty, now's a good time if you want. There's so much going on right now. It's, it's a lot of fun, but I I think I'm gonna stick to my chaotic neutral side. It's probably smart to be honest. Cha- chaotic neutral side because I I don't want to do it. Uh, there's eh. some people that are a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's some people that are a lot, and it is a lot. Like I haven't when I went to the actual concert, mm-hmm. like. It was just such a weird vibe. Like, it was a good vibe, but I'm just like, I'm actually surrounded by freaking Swifties. And it was just a lot. It's a lot. So, but it's, yeah. you know, it's fun. The TikToks are fun. All the inside jokes are fun, you know? Yeah. I so. just wonder how the um, Beyonce concert is going to be. That's the question. Because I've heard that Beyonce thing is going to be more like a documentary. And I heard that this is more of just the showing of the concert mm-hmm. of Taylor's one. So Beyonce's could be more chill because it's going to have actual like behind the scenes documentary parts to it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But also, I know Beyonce fans are super passionate too. So who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting having both Taylor and Beyonce being on tour and doing all this kind of like, mm-hmm. to, like at the same time, it's very interesting. Yeah, but. it's also kind of a stick in the face to a certain someone that I refuse that I still refuse to listen to his music because he's kind of an asshole. Mm. Um, his name starts with K and it ends with W, and I'm not gonna say his name because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on to our recommendations of the week, I have seen the first two episodes of Loki season two. Um, mm-hmm. for episode one overall. Oh, okay, I've dug both episodes overall. Um, it was a nice trippy return to the world TVA. Love seeing it put back with um Hills's Wilson's chemistry be, still being a major highlight. Plus everything with Ki Kwan is great. Um 
And as for like episode two and stuff, I really like the 70s, 70s setting and the last 10 minutes of episode two, I thought were really good. Um, really good. And just every, everything with Hillison and like put Hillison and Wilson in a room together and then just mm-hmm. talking is just, just pure gold. That means said, the first half of season two, uh, no, episode two, sorry. The first half of episode two was kind of jarring, but once we get to like the second half of the episode, it starts to come out fine. Overall, yes. really dug episode two. I uh, can't wait for the next one. And then also, I have seen, I watched the uh, House of the Fall of Usher. Um, I watched okay. it. Um, it's a new miniseries on Netflix from Green Mike Flanagan, and it was amazing. Um, creator Mike Flanagan company crafted an enthralling and irritating tale about greed, corruption, and consequence, filled with some phenomenal cinematography by Michael uh, Fim- uh, Fimgora, who also directed episodes three, four, seven, and eight. Um, editing and production design. Edition performances from the entire cast, which includes the likes of Bruce Greenwood, Carlos Gina, Mark Hamill, among others, was incredible, which each actor giving it their all. Overall, the Fall of the House of Usher was an amazing, enthralling, interesting ride from beginning to end. Definitely one of the best shows of the year, and one I highly recommend watching this very this spooky season. Um, do you have any recommendations for us? I actually do. Um, I finally checked out... Um... Gen V. I'm all caught up on Gen V, Ooh. which is a boys spinoff. Mm-hmm. I forgot how crazy the boys universe is, dude. Yeah. And I'm like of... so nervous for tonight's episode because I think episode six comes out tonight. Oh, yeah, it does. And oh, um, there's yeah. a certain uh, guest star that's appearing that I'm like, oh, and so it's going to be interesting. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar yeah. with that guest star. And yes. I'm very curious about how they're going to incorporate him. Um, I really, 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 really like the characters, though. I think. Mm-hmm, um, same here. I love Marie is an awesome like follow character mm-hmm. as a like a as our main character. She's it's just and her power is so cool, so mm-hmm. scary as hell, but so cool. Scary as hell. They're filled with a lot of like commentary. A lot of PTSD trauma. Yeah. Yeah, most um, of these characters have. Way too much PTSD trauma and definitely therapy. For real. I freaking love Jordan. Okay. Yeah. I love love them so much. I, I um, love them as well. I also love yeah. um her roommate. Emma Emma's the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Emma's Emma's great. And I'm very curious, like, because I'm really, really enjoying this. And I'm enjoying it as like a spin-off of the boys in the same universe, but it's not like so interconnected that you can watch it. Yeah, it feels itself. like its own it, own thing. To be perfectly honest, yes, and I really like that. I love that about it, and mm-hmm. um, I'm just curious to see. Like, I'm really enjoying like the mystery of like mm-hmm. the woods and whatever mm-hmm. situation is going on that with the Dean, because obviously mm-hmm. the Dean is in on whatever the hell is going on. Because this is a Vought sponsored school, mm-hmm. and yeah, motherfucking Vought. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very curious to see um, how this is going to keep going. Um, yeah. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think the special effects look have looked fantastic so far for the most mm-hmm. part. I just think it's fun. And also like, the puppet, the puppet thing. God, freaking puppets, man. I can't deal with the freaking puppets. <laughs> this show is so weird. This universe is so weird, but I freaking love it at the same time. 
<laughs> um, I love it as well. It's so funny. Um, yeah. but I've I've honestly like really enjoying it and like um enjoying all the dynamics between the characters too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. I was re- the one thing I was surprised about is like what happened with Golden Boy because I really thought he was going to stick around longer. I thought he was as well. But that was so that I was, was quite surprised at what ends up happening with him. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually like the first big like I was like, oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. from the trailers, I had anticipated him being like sticking around for a while. But well, um, yeah, also, I will say I do like the fact that this show's a bit more quote unquote hopeful mm-hmm. than the boys because yeah. the boys can get very nihilistic at times. Like, I no, mean, it definitely mood. has a more like hopeful, youthful like approach to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's definitely set in the same universe, mm-hmm. but there's definitely like, um, like they can do this hopefulness to it mm-hmm. anyway, and so like mm-hmm. I'm just scared if there's ever gonna be a crossover with like the actual boys in this yeah because that's gonna be insane yeah and it, like I don't know if I'm ready for that to be I don't think I want Butcher to come near these no these kids. no no yeah no. maybe maybe he maybe Starlight but none the, of the only Starlight can can be around them. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's really it that I could think of. Well, well what about Huey? Because I could maybe see Huey. Huey, Huey would probably be fine. Huey, but... Huey and Starlight are the only ones allowed. Everyone Literally. else, everyone else, no, no. Um, Butcher, I think would just massively. Butcher would traumatize them. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Homelander needs to be around nobody. nobody. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 none and of the. So like, there's just so mm-hmm. like. It's so funny because these kids seem so much more like kind of adjusted than than some of the characters from from the boys in a weird way. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's be I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see if like the the plot is ever going to like combine with the boys. Um, because I'm very very curious and um I'm just super excited. Do you know how many episodes do we have? Eight. I think I think we get eight. I think we get yes. eight, if not ten. Um, but yeah, no, like I, but yeah, no, I like I, I, I'm just like just keep them, because also like another thing I really like about the show is that they, they actually want to be actual heroes. They do, yeah. and not just in it for like the fame and publicity, but they actually want to be genuine heroes. Yeah, and, and I think that's also another thing like I really like. Again, I go back to the hopeful thing, hopeful thing and stuff, and I'm just like I, I'm like. Between this and um, my adventures with Superman, I am liking the fact that we're starting to go back to now hopeful. Yes. Hopeful superheroes as opposed to all that dark and gritty shit that we've had, especially with Superman. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I was kind of getting sick of it. I didn't mind it in The Boys because it was a social commentary thing, but mm-hmm. I won't lie, like, I, I do like... Like, I like my heroes to have hope and be inspirational. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And I think that's why I just... Like off the bat, I just really like these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like I even liked Golden Boy. Like I didn't hate him. Like yeah, I didn't hate him either. Which was kind of surprising because I was expecting him to not like him. Mm-hmm. But like he had that moment with Marie on um, in like mm-hmm. the first or second episode where she goes to the party with everybody. 
mm-hmm. and they're out on like this little balcony thing and they're talking and he like he's being genuine with her mm-hmm. and stuff and he's like trying to connect with her and she tells him about her parents with what happened with her parents and he's like the only one who knew mm-hmm. you know so it's quite surprising mm-hmm. um but like I, that's why i'm like and this is also this is a perfect example the Jordan Marie stuff going on too that I really like. I mm. want it to be a slow burn. Give it mm. to me as a little bit of a slow burn mm. because, like, I know they're gonna get together eventually, mm-hmm. like actually together. But I'm like really enjoying like this back and forth like mm-hmm. dynamic that they've had. Enemies to lovers. A little bit, yeah. I, I get a little bit. <laughs> Jordan's hilarious though. Jordan's like one liners are funny. Yeah, now Jordan. Um, Jordan's also great as well. I think they're not. Who's the actress? Let me let me pull up the actress name real quick. But like, but like, yeah, no, I really like Jordan. Um, also Andre and although I'm very curious about Andre and um, what's the other person's name? Kate. Kate. Okay, I really curious about that because that. Are you caught up? I'm caught up. Okay. Should have known. I should have known about Kate. I should have known as well. Like, like I, it's kind of obvious now with her power with the power set. Mm-hmm. I feel so stupid. But I'm but, like, oh yeah. But I sense. also have a sneaky suspicion. I feel it's... bad for her though. Like mm-hmm. people hate her. I like I'm like annoyed, but like I low key feel like she got roped into doing to doing what the dean wanted. Like I don't feel like I, I she do... felt like she had a choice. I I feel like this isn't this is her and she's being manipulated. I think probably yeah. by a couple things and and like I I, I could see a redemption thing for her. Mm-hmm redemption thing for her but yeah no but it because mm-hmm. she's played it off so genuine like all the other interactions of everybody like i know that she cares about andre obviously cares mm-hmm. about jordan like cares about her friends mm-hmm. and so like i feel like whatever's going on she's not doing it because she wants to do it and she even is trying not to have to do it anymore but it's just mm-hmm. The only character I don't like is the Dean because the Dean is not good. Well, the Dean's shady. Yeah, Dean's shady as hell. Yeah, Dean's shady also just... (laughs) Everything with episode four. Yeah. Tech night. Yep. That that was... (laughs) A lot. Yeah, also, I remember that actor because that actor was previously on Preacher, but also Uh on... um, Do you remember that show Future Man? Mm, Vaguely. It was on Hulu for a little bit, but like, um, basically, he's been in a lot of Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg productions. Uh-huh. So like, it was it was nice to see him and stuff. But yeah, no, like I, like I genuinely don't like I, I like a lot of these characters, yeah. and 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 not in a way where like I don't like like them because they're bad and like stuff. I'm neutral. Like I actually like them. Like I find I them genu- interesting. I genuinely like these characters, which is a lot to say, especially for a boy spinoff where, you know, at times, like, as much as I uh, think that Homelander, Homelander, Anthony Starr's performance as Homelander is amazing, there are times where I'm just like, I fucking despise you. I know. But like, I, but I genuinely like these characters. Yeah, anyone in the seven except for Starlight needs to stay the fuck away from them. Pretty much. The, the, they need to stay away from these cinnamon rolls from these cinnamon rolls of a kid. And I'm also including Sam on that list. Yes, say oh. Sam is in such a freaking 
mess and it's very very sad mm-hmm. he, and yeah I, but, I, it's a whole mess yeah i know i hopefully yeah i know uh, hopefully emma remembers by next episode and stuff because i'm like, hoping i'm hoping because like i really liked everything between sam and emma oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and, I, and i'm rooting, and i'm rooting for them but yeah no just stay, stay away from these cinema roles with these characters because yeah, like this world is already too dark for them and stuff and and so I'm very curious to see how the tonight's episode goes. So also we'll probably talk about it next week, but it has been renewed for season two officially. Woo! So we will definitely be getting more. Mm-hmm. So it should be cool because if we can alternate between like get a season of the boys, get a season of Gen V, you know, mm-hmm. and like, see and see if any if there will be crossovers between any of them. Yes. Which makes the me crossover also... is easier to do anyway because both productions will be going on at the same time, mm-hmm. which we have learned from the Arrowverse that made it very very hard. Yes, yes, it does. At least, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So if we want the crossovers. We'll just have to have like one going at a time, which is fine. Make it work. Yeah, no, separate, so. separate. yeah. Well, anyway, is there any other recommendations you have for us, or just Gen V? Just Gen V. I'm trying, yeah. Okay, good beats. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's close out. Sounds good. So feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Convo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email for anything for this episode or one of our previous episodes, or emails at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to check out our Patreon at Conversation with Two Geeks. All right, take care, everyone. See you next time. Bye.